Welcome to Overhead Space, where business leaders learn about the new dynamics of our changing world so they can grow their companies within it. My name is Jane Cavalier, longtime business and brand strategist, and I'm your host as we speak with some incredible people from business, academia, philanthropy, entertainment, government, technology, and more. You'll hear extraordinary insights and real-world experiences that will broaden your mind, inspire new thinking, and hopefully help you connect the dots in new ways. Today, I am here with Natalie Berendez, founder and CEO of The Joy Factory, a film and TV production company based in Los Angeles that is a leading creative content studio. Natalie and I go way, way back, but we all will get into that later. Natalie has worked with many notable brands, including the NFL, Beachbody Productions, Comedy Central, Gibson Guitars, Disney, United Healthcare, Sony, and Access TV. She's also a leading expert on health and wellness content and has created some of the most effective video-based health programs out there. Welcome, Natalie, and thanks for being here today. It is great to be here with you, Jane. <laughs> How's life in LA? What's going on with the pandemic? How's it feeling? Well, uh, I would say we're, we're about midsummer here in, in middle of July, and our governor's just shut us down again. But, um, you know, we've been, we've been home doing our thing for a while now, and we're getting used to it. So it's, it's, it's okay. I feel badly uh, for the state of the world right now, but I think that we, I have a positive attitude that we're all going to come out of this much more sensitive, empathetic. Um, I hope we can have a better world. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, me too. too. I, share, I share that sentiment. Well, you're here today because you've made an incredible career by making content that is entertaining. In fact, you're one of the most entertaining people I know. So the first question I want to ask you is what is it that makes, you know, the kind of content you make, you know, video, film content entertaining versus not entertaining in your mind? Because we've all seen a lot of stuff out there that's not entertaining. What makes something entertaining? Well, you want to start with entertaining is different to everybody. You know, what entertains you and I may not entertain somebody else. But I think in general, when you look at the across the board, what entertains most people most of the time? uh, I think it's something that either makes them smile, makes them laugh, makes them feel something. Um, And I think emotions are so connected to any kind of entertainment. Great entertainment is a horror movie. It makes you scared. Great entertainment is a comedy television show makes you laugh makes you smile or drama that makes you feel emotions about things uh, even though these are characters in a television show so you know that's what I that's what I think when you really look at entertainment it's different for everybody but I think it has a universal theme which is connects to human emotion I like that Well, you know, storytelling is also a very important part of what you do. And I think it might be helpful if you can give us an example um, of a story, you know, that, you know, a a brand that came to you that had a, you know, something that they wanted to do. I'm thinking of your ingredient hunter story. Can you sort of, you know, give us that example? You know, who was it, the company that came to you? What were they looking for? and, and, And how did that end up being the very successful ingredient hunter series? Well, let's go back to something you said, something you and I laugh about a lot as, you know, brand marketers, storytellers, uh, content people. And we've been doing this a long time. Storytelling is probably one of the most overused 
<laughs> um, I mean, we right? We laugh about yep, it. We do. Um, because, because people use it kind of as, as a catch-all. Um, telling a great story is a difficult thing to do. Telling a story is a really easy thing to do. You know, I always give the example, and I think, I think you and I had laughed about this once, and I said, you know, a lot of people go, oh, my relative tells the same story over and over again. It's so boring, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my grandfather tells me the same story. When I was growing up, we used to do, you know, so you have that. So that's a story, but it's not a good story. It's not a compelling story. Um, so the word storytelling is, is not a catch-all. I think good storytelling is important. And good storytelling starts with a great, great characters that you can relate to and, and some sort of um, an arc or an adventure or something that happens to that character in over time. Now, that could be 30 seconds. You know, we've seen this a million times. You and I go back to the commercial world. Um, even in 30 seconds, you can tell a great story from beginning to end. Sounds like, oh, that's a very short amount of time, but it's really not if it's done well and it's efficient. I also come from, I come back, you know, you and I go way back to the advertising model, TV commercials. Uh, then I was in the promo world where we told 30 second commercials to promote television shows. And then I was in the movie trailer business where we took 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or under two minutes to tell the entire, to try to market a movie. So we had to take a story that took two hours plus to tell and then tell it in two minutes. And the idea wasn't to tell the whole story. It was to tell a story about that story. So it was about extracting elements. Again, it goes back to the same principal things, right? Yeah. Which is character, plot, and, and what, are they, what, what are they trying to accomplish? What is, what's happening in that particular piece of content that's important? Back years ago, I was at a company called Beachbody. We were creating a 70-ingredient shake. And what was really at the, at the core of the shake, why was this shake better and different than everything else, is because it had 70 different ingredients. And those ingredients were combined of superfoods we're talking about back in 2010, this is a good 10 years ago, superfoods was a new concept then. What, what's a superfood? And why should anybody care, right? Mm. Well, no one did care. No one did care that had 70 ingredients. It was, is it going to help me lose weight? Is it going to give me energy? Is it going to make me feel good, right? You could say, oh, we can make a 30-second commercial about the, about the drink. It makes you feel good. It makes you lose weight and all that stuff. And I took a very different approach. I said, why don't we try to create an adventure? The guy that actually was one of the founders and creators of the shake had traveled all over the world to source the superfoods. I thought, that's really cool. Maybe people should see that story. They see that story of this guy running around the globe, going into the Amazon jungle and into uh, you know, the Andes and, and into the jungle and Indonesia and all these cool places that he went to source this, to bring it to this shake, they might think that when they drink it, oh, God, somebody cared a lot about me and they wanted me to have the best ingredients sourced from around the world. And the other part of the story that we told that I thought was really compelling is these superfoods came from people that lived long, healthy lives based on these ingredients. So that was the story we wanted to tell. We wanted to go on an adventure, go to these remote places, look at these ingredients in their native environments 
and then tell the stories of the people that live there that have used the ingredients for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and how those ingredients made them live longer, better digestion, help beat depression. And, and that was a very unique way of taking a drink that's made in a blender and turning it into an adventure story about an ingredient hunter. How, what was that made into? It was made into a several-minute video. Um, we cut it into multiple different ways, longer, shorter versions, and so on. But I think what worked about it is the customers were so intrigued by the story and by this guy who was the ingredient hunter who was young and handsome and brave and passionate about what he was doing and how important it was for him to go around the world and bring this to people, that he wasn't going to rest until he found the best superfoods across the planet and put them into this drink. Yeah, it was a success. Uh, within a few years, it was in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and it still to this day is a very, very successful product called Shakeology. Now, let's talk a little bit about this you and I have spoken many times about, you know, moving away from traditional advertising with the, you know, the USP that sells you, basically sells you in 30 seconds to entertaining branded content that does something a little bit differently. It engages you in a different way. So talk yeah, about that. So what's yeah. the difference there? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I always go back to, you know, and you and I, through the years having so much um, experience in advertising and understanding and, lo and loving the business really as we did, you know, and as I do, because I do think great advertising is, is brilliant and um, very compelling. If you go back, all advertising on television really started as branded content. It really was, you smoked a cigarette on a game show and it was for that particular cigarette brand and the host was smoking that cigarette. You liked the game show, you liked the host, you smoked the same cigarette as, as him. Um, I really think that's at the core of what we're back to in a lot of ways. Uh, people using products in an authentic, personal way. And um, I think that's where we're at right now. I, I, I keep saying the same words, but it's truth, authenticity, personal, uh, and it's relating to compelling stories about the product used in a real-life circumstance. I think consumers are savvy. I think um, we have a lot of information pushed at us all the time. We know that people are flawed. We used to think they were gods and goddesses and you know, famous people were perfect. Then we started to see that they weren't. Um, so real people who are real and authentic about their products and brands um, really is at the core of what I think works now for branded content. Great stories, authenticity, truth, great characters. Um, and if you have a person who is at the kind of the helm of the brand that has a story to tell, that's always helpful too. Well, let's talk about something that you just did recently, uh, which is called Mixtape and was done for Gibson Guitars. And that involved a lot of celebrities, but the way in which the celebrities were engaged, it was, was done in a very authentic way. So talk a little bit about that. We had the opportunity to work with Access TV and develop a show called Mixtape. The idea was classic rock star tells the story of their life through the music they love. So we reached out to Gibson Guitars. They loved the idea and offered us their showroom. And it was a great way to just, it's a comfortable place for a rock star. All of these rock stars love the Gibson Les Paul. It's beautiful. Sure. 
and and they're pretty to look at. So we got to shoot in the Gibson showroom, and the um, different artists loved being there. They felt at home. So it was not just a good promotion to tie in with Gibson. It was a nice place to do it. It worked beautifully to make the rock star feel comfortable. They felt like it was a world they belonged in. And who, um, who were some of the rock stars that, that you had? The other piece that really got Access excited about greenlighting the show was we tied in with Spotify. Um, spoke to Spotify, have a very old close friend who is the head of Global Creative there. And I told him about the show and he said, that's perfect for us. I said, we'll give it to you for free. We'll give you an audio version of it and then we'll build playlists. We'll build the mixtapes from these interviews and you guys can then promote them on Spotify as their mixtapes. Mm. And so some of the people we worked with and the, and the playlists are absolutely fantastic for anybody that's a, a music lover and especially a classic rock lover. Uh, we worked with Don McLean, probably one of the first times Don McLean has come out for an interview in many years. Has to be. Where it has to be. Where did he you was find him? <laughs> in Maine, actually, but he happened to be he happened to be out on the West Coast. Um, but he does live in Maine, and he's quite the curmudgeon. But he he's a uh, he is a, he's an important person in the classic rock world. He created American Pie, which is on the top five most important songs of the 20th century. Mm, I believe if you can name number one, I'm going to give you a prize. Oh, wow. Number one? Number one. Number one. This is by the, let's see, uh, the, I remember the, the group that did this, but it's, it's a list that's out there that's the top five most important songs of the 20th century. I don't know. What was number one? Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, wow. Number two, and let me, this is from memory here. I believe number two was White Christmas. Uh, who else did you have besides Don McLean? So we had Don McLean. We had Mick Jones and, uh, and, and um, from Foreigner. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. Mick Jones is an incredible Incredible person and and quite the guy. Uh, Mick Jones' life, very simply, I mean, he's knows the Beatles, and you know, <laughs> you, you just can't get a better better story than Mick Jones. Wow. Um, he goes way back. We also worked with Rick Springfield, fantastic guy, Love a him. very very complicated up and down life, both being an actor and a teen idol and uh, a classic song, you know, Jesse's Girl, but he's much more than that. Amazing. Ario Speedwagon. Um, <laughs> just Kevin Cronin is just amazing and sweet and wonderful. And uh, they really have had a lot of, a lot of fame. Great story about Ario Speedwagon, which is just another little anecdote that's fun. Um, they were number one on the charts during Live Aid. And when they came to Live Aid, they were intimidated because Elton John was going to be there in the Rolling Stones, but they had the number one song. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's great. Um, Mick, uh, Mickey Dolan from The Monkees. Of course. Are you kidding me? Love that show. Yep. Uh, Mickey, Mickey is a classic. Mickey, has, Mickey knows everybody. Mickey worked with so many incredible people over the, 
over the years. Um, and that's and that's just a kind of a a quick little overview. But but it was it was a great experience. That's a they fascinating played. mix. A fascinating mix. And and so, what did Gibson think of this? This seems to be a pretty innovative uh, type of brand of content for someone like Gibson. How did it? it was, work? Yeah, I mean. Gibson guitars and guitars in general um, are for people that love music and play music, you know, so, so it's great. And we were reaching their customers and their buyers and their fans in a way that was very, very honest and authentic. All the, um, all the rock stars that came in, they just spoke directly to the camera and um, they were, they were really very honest and related and they told the story of their life in a very authentic way and it was it was it was wonderful it was really really truly a great experience for me i think they all had a great time doing it and um and it was really fun oh i forgot to mention robbie krieger from the doors who was incredible and just wow i mean the doors you just can't believe they're as popular today as they were in 1969 it's amazing it's truly amazing so that was great. And the Spotify portion of it, I think, was also cool, that tie-in as well. So when we do a show, um, when we do a TV show, we're very, very aware of the fact that it's hard to get eyeballs on your television show. Now, you've also done a lot of work in the health and fitness category, um, creating content, instructional content that's intended to help people, whether it be get fit or lose weight. It's been very, very successful. Why is it that the kind of content you've been creating, what is it about that that's making it work? Well, I have been very fortunate to work with some incredible partners uh, who brought me in, not because I had an expertise in health and wellness and fitness, although I'm passionate about it and I live my life that way and I, and I am really, really um, excited about, the, about helping people get healthy and fit, lose weight, Become just become a better version of, of themselves and have the opportunity to improve. They brought me in because they wanted entertainment. They didn't want somebody from the health and wellness. If I say I do health and wellness content, people go, Ugh, I don't want to be a part of that. And I say, no, no, no. I work with TV people and film people. You know, um, I come from the television business. The same people that put great shows on the air are, are people that, you know, are going to help you learn how to do this. But my writers are the two guys that created Pimp My Ride, um, <laughs> amongst many other shows. They also did a show called Shedding for the Wedding, which was one of the reasons they have an expertise in, in weight loss. But they were really happy and excited to be on board. They said, you know what? This is a great mission. We want to be a part of that. We want to take our talent and experience in creating great television and create great content to help people stay engaged. And the more they stay engaged, the more they learn, uh, the more they they see things that they can relate to, the more they're going to stay on a program to stay healthy, be healthy, lose weight, um, and stick to a healthy lifestyle. So I think that's at the core of it. When you think about some industries that, you know, you would love to have a chance to create some entertaining branded content for, is there anyone that comes to mind? Like who would you really like to sink your teeth into? You mean a brand or a mission that, that I think is out there that, that needs some help? Yeah, or just something or a category that you think just needs to be connecting with people or that you really, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. Uh, education. I'm going to say education. Um, I'm a mom. I have a 16-year-old son. Um, I think that we've been very fortunate. Uh, he had some learning issues. 
growing up and we got him into this incredible school that's changed his life. I think that his education has been unique and special and beautiful. And um, I wish more, I wish all kids had that opportunity to learn the way he did. Very personal, uh, very targeted to his, the way his learning style. If you say, oh, I'm doing educational videos, people would be like, oh, that sounds terrible. But what if we could take the same entertainment value that I'm applying to losing weight and getting healthy, which is fun, engaging, bright, upbeat, and we could do the same thing about education, get people excited about it, get them to want to contribute, get them to want to dive in, become a part of a movement and a mission. I, I think that would be really exciting. Do you think you could do the same, for instance, Americans have always had problems managing money, saving money, being mm -hmm. fiscally responsible. And, and, you know, financial services has strange terms like percentage APR and their own daunting vocabulary. Right. I think something like branded content, I mean, I can't imagine a place like Wells Fargo or Chase or Citibank you know, creating entertaining content that actually engaged people in financial services and management so they could make better use of their dollars. I, I, think, that's, I think that would be a great place. And, and there's plenty of money there, too. Um, I don't think the financial industry has ever tried to connect with their consumer base on a direct, in a direct way. Um, and that's to their fault. We see a lot of shows, television shows about bad people in the financial industry, you know, uh, right? We, we see so much evil there. We see all about what it does wrong. Uh, we don't see a lot of content around saving money uh, in a positive way. You know, it's a funny, it just brings me back. It's a good music story, but, but um, there's a song that the Carpenters sang called We've Only Just Begun. Everybody knows the song, right? Yes, of course. Of course. You know, the song, the song was written um, for a bank, for a it home It was bank. not. It was not. 100%. You've <laughs> only just begun to live. And it was to get your first home loan. That's amazing. It's amazing. And it was a, but so few people know that. And, but if you think about it, it connected to pe people connected to that song at such an emotional level and applied their own um, kind of story to the song, right? Oh, we've only just begun. It's about starting my life, right? Or it's right. about my new love relationship or my new job or whatever it was, but it was about financial services. And I think that's a really good example of how you can connect to people through music, through entertainment, through different ways. So if the financial industry would look at it from a different perspective, how do I connect with people on an emotional level? Could it be through music? Could it be through great stories to tell about people that have had success? Um, could it be about entering into communities and educating, back to my education, educating communities on ways to save that will be helpful, that they can understand, right? Yeah. So why is it that we don't have that kind of content? <laughs> because the TV industry and the financial industry and the healthcare industry, um, most big industries and most big companies are afraid of doing things that don't have a precedent. And that's just a fact. We all know it. Um, United Healthcare is a very good example. We did a weight loss program for United Healthcare that was very, very different in breakthrough. It took a very... Um, brave uh, maverick 
over in the United Healthcare Ventures group who said, we can't crack this code how to get a weight loss program that's interesting. And he was doing P90X himself. He was trying to get into shape. And he said, those guys do such a good job at getting people in. I'm going to call them. Well, a bunch of us, very good friends, we had all left Beachbody, moved on to other, other ventures in our lives, um, all got back together and decided we could apply that kind of thinking about creating a great, powerful fitness brand to a very great, exciting, entertaining, powerful weight loss brand for United Healthcare. But it took a lot of money and a very bold initiative by a very um, conservative company, mostly known for being conservative. I understand that was a wildly successful program. It is a wildly successful program. The company sold internally from the Ventures Group uh, to, uh, for many, many, many millions of dollars. And uh, everybody was very pleased and proud. And uh, it is still a successful program today. Wow. Well, we're just about out of time, Natalie. Um, I wish we could share with everybody all of our adventures since we met at Union College, but we'll have to do that another time. We will, we will. But this was great. Thank you, Jane. And, and, uh, and you know, like you, I think we're at a place in our lives where uh, we can take our great talents, as I hope many of the people that are listening to this podcast are inspired to, to be brave, be bold, um, stand for... Uh, fight for what you believe in. We don't have to do things that have been done before. We can do things that we believe in and and take paths that are a little different. And uh, I hope more people do that and people take more risks and know the value of connecting with their customers through entertainment. Fantastic. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks, Jane. You have been listening to Overhead Space, hosted by Jane Cavalier, CEO and President of Brightmark Consulting. To read more from Overhead Space or to listen to more podcasts, visit www.brightmarkconsulting.com and check out the social media links below. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us again for Overhead Space, business and branding insights to grow your company in the new world.